Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you. We do all the research. We do all the scientific studies. We know what we're going to share with you. But you don't have the time. You're very busy. You're raising families. You're trying to build a business. And you don't really have time to think about how to be healthy. There's a way to be healthy and there's a way to be unhealthy. Because primarily it's because we make choices that influence our health or our unhealthiness. We make the decisions that will influence our body's chemistry and health. Doctors don't know how to advise you regarding diet, supplements, or good health. I've heard it from many doctors, from patients that have gone to their doctors. And they have said, diet has nothing to do with your health. Now, how could you say that? How could you say that diet, your food, has nothing to do with your health? So that's why we have such an influence of drugs in our society. Many conditions that we see signs and symptoms of, like our joints ache, we have headaches, we have heart disease, we have cancer. These are all brought about by our lifestyle choices. Now, there are some times when we have a handicap or we have been, or we have been, uh, our, our birth rate was not successful. We can come into this world with less than desirable good health. But that's because our mothers did not pay attention to their health. And it goes on and on. We do not have diseases in the family. We do not have genetic inherited diseases. That's less than 2% of all the diseases in America. All our current diseases that are being prescribed medication for is caused by our choices. We, le- we need to learn to choose well. I always tell people, health is a choice. Choose well. So I'd like to be here to help you understand more about your conditions and how you may treat those conditions with alternative medicines, vitamins, minerals, and herbal medicines. 
And I don't care how old you are or what conditions you are facing, what challenges you are facing, you will get healthier. You can get healthier. But you have to make some choices. You have to give up the junk you're eating. You have to give up all the sugar you're eating. You have to make some choices. What do you want? Do you want to be sick and unhealthy? Do you want to take drugs for conditions that you are faced with that are really brought on because you are not getting the right vitamins and minerals or enough of the vitamins and minerals or not frequently enough? Many of these nutrients that we require to be healthy, some are only in our bodies for a day. They're water-soluble, so within a day they're gone and have to be replenished the next day. Some minerals within a week, maybe two weeks, we are out of that mineral in our body. And if we don't replace it daily, we're going to have some consequences. Doctors call those diseases, and that makes the drug companies available to prescribe drugs for those diseases or those conditions that are brought about because we are not paying attention to the amount of vitamins and minerals that we're getting on a daily basis. So we're here to share information with you as to how you can make a better, healthier life. So we're going to talk about neuropathy today. Excuse me. We're going to talk about neuropathy. That's when you have numbing of the fingers and toes and feet or tingling. Neuropathy. It's usually associated with diabetes, type 2. But we'll talk about how you can improve neuropathy. And why you should eat in the morning and not at night. And I'll tell you the best way to fight infection. The minerals, the zinc, and selenium. If you're facing a dental problem, like a dental implant, a mineral can help set that dental implant more effectively. Then how do you fix your gout? Do you have gout? What do you do when you have gout? And then you can boost your exercise and the benefits of exercise, strengthen your exercises with almonds. We'll talk about that. And sugar. Sugar has no value whatsoever. And yet most of our foods that are packaged, processed foods are laden with sugar. Sugar is everywhere. And we have increased our sugar content in 100 years from about 4 to 6 pounds on an average annually per individual to close to 250 pounds of sugar per year, per individual. It's crazy. Sugar 
is a bad, bad, I can't call it a food, but it's a bad substance that has founded our food. And then, of course, many other foods just naturally have sugar, like fruit. But it's bad for your brain, bad for your heart, bad, bad for your liver. So we'll talk about all these topics and more right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. And we're going to help you understand more about how you can correct neuropathy, a very common problem. So we're going to talk about diabetes, neuropathy, and some of the some of the problems that we have with burning feet. Do you have burning feet? Weakness, numbness, tingling and pain in your feet, toes, fingers, and hands. Often described as burning feet or hands. And these are signs of nerve damage called peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral neuropathy is often associated with diabetes. Sugar. It causes neuropathy. It causes damage to the nerves. And yet Americans eat a ton of sugar. Well, not a ton. It's just kind of descriptive to tell you that you're eating a whole lot of sugar when it has no known value. 60 to 70% of people with diabetes have some sort of nerve damage. And here are some of the complications of diabetic neuropathy. People with neuropathy have five times increased risk of falling. You hear that often. And then when they fall, they break their hip. Or maybe their hip breaks and they fall. Almost 90% of diabetic foot ulcers are associated with diabetic neuropathy. It's a very, very common problem. And high blood sugar high blood sugar, whether or not you're diabetic, it still damages the nerves. Why? High blood sugar is a very irritating substance to nerves, but the why is not fully understood. We know it is. We can't prove it is. But what is important? Well, first of all, Keeping blood sugar levels down can prevent nerve damage. We know that. Once the damage has occurred, it is very difficult to reverse. And that we know. But the earlier you take action, the better the results. So don't wait. Do something corrective early in 
the challenges of neuropathy. So how can you ease painful nerves? How can you prevent neuropathy? Well, first of all, stop eating sugar. If you did, if you did just that, if you just stopped eating sugar and all the high sugar foods, you would improve your health significantly. But three areas which have to be addressed. Circulation. Proper blood flow carries nutrients and oxygen to the nerves. Inflammation plays a significant role in the development and progression of nerve damage. Now, it's not the inflammation. Inflammation is blamed for damage, for destruction. But inflammation is good, not bad. But what's bad about it is that we are doing things that cause inflammation, like oxidative stress, and when we damage cells, damage body tissues, inflammation is set up in those areas to heal the damage. So when you, I've said, I've said this before many times, but it's the same kind of condition. If you hit your finger with a hammer, you're going to have a very, very sore finger. And then inflammation comes to that area to heal the damage in that finger. So that finger is going to be swollen, maybe twice the size. It's going to be hot, a substantial amount of heat, swelling, redness, soreness, pain. That is inflammation at work correcting and healing that finger. Now, if you don't stop hitting your finger with a hammer, you're going to have chronic inflammation. So why do we have chronic inflammation in the human body? We don't hit our body with a hammer, but we are eating a diet that is highly inflamed. Foods like sugar and carbohydrates that are refined and processed that convert to sugar in the body and omega-6 fatty acids like all the vegetable oils. The only oils that are worth eating would be pecan oil, olive oil, my favorite, macadamia nut oil, avocado oil, Those are the oils that are high in omega-9 fatty acids, not omega-6. And also you want omega-3, like fish oil. And stop the damage. Because if you continue to eat sugar, vegetable oils, carbohydrates, your body is inflamed. Then you have chronic inflammation, which damages heart tissue, Liver causes fatty infiltration of the liver, fatty liver disease. Sugar causes cancer. Sugar cell, the cancer cells feed on sugar. 
So inflammation plays a huge role, not in development and progression of nerve damage. Yes, it will over time, of course. If you don't stop doing the things that cause the inflammation to lessen the damage of the inflammation, then you're going to have chronic inflammation based on the American diet. The American diet is a diet of inflammation. It's the same thing as hitting your finger with a hammer or slamming your finger in the car door. If you don't stop doing that, you won't stop inflammation. You have to stop what's causing the inflammation. If you smoke cigarettes, the chemicals, the tars, the smoke, all damage and cause inflammation of the lungs. And over time, that chronic inflammation is going to cause scarring, cancer, and other conditions like COPD. So if you stop smoking, in time you'll get some healing of that area of the lungs, the bronchial conditions, but you have to stop the damage. When you stop the damage, you stop the need for inflammation. And then you want to think about repairing the nerves and the nerve sheath, which is the covering on the nervous system. Like when you have an electrical wire in your house, you have a covering of that wire. Otherwise, it would short out. As soon as it would touch something, it would short out. But this nerve sheath is like the electrical wire in your house that is coated with some kind of rubber coating. Well, the nerve sheath in the body is called the myelin, M-Y-E-L-I-N, myelin, the myelin sheath. Covers the nervous system. So we need to promote nerve repair, and we can do that and relieve pain, but we need to have a combination of bioactive vitamin B complex, zinc, chromium, and alpha lipoic acid. You can stop neuropathy. Now, it depends on how much damage is done to the nervous system before you do something constructive. Some people may get results in a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks. And others may have to go for three, four months. Why? Well, we're all different. It depends on the degree of damage to the nervous system. Maybe maybe some will never get full recovery. There's only so much we can do to repair a car, right? When your car is old and, and, you know, just about on its last tire, so to speak, or the last leg, so to speak, it's pretty much kaput. The body's the same way. We can do so much destruction, and in some things we can't bring it all back to where it should be, like when we're 20 or 30. As we wear out joints, we can reduce the inflammation. We can reduce the pain. We can, make, we can be much more active. But will we bring that joint back to a condition of a 20-year-old, 
Probably not. But we can be very effective and successful in repairing that joint. So that's what we really want to do to make sure that we have great health. So high blood sugar damages the nervous system. So we want to keep it very low. I would like I would like to say no sugar. That would be the best way to help correct your problem of neuropathy. But then we want to take take very specific nutrients like bio bioactive B vitamins. The benefits of these bioactive B vitamins means we don't have to convert the B vitamins by the liver into the bioactive or biologically active conversion. And they, they increase the nitric oxide, which expands the blood vessels and improves blood circulation. We can reduce nerve pain and allow nerve healing to occur with the B vitamins. So what you should look for is like B12, but it's called methylcobalamin, the most active form of vitamin B12, the most effective form of B12 in in treating nerve pain. And it is extremely essential for nerve repair and regression and regeneration. Shown in clinical trials to ease nerve pain Tingling, burning, associated with neuropathy. And then P5P, which is the biologically active form of vitamin B6. It reduces nerve pain, shown to prevent progression of nerve damage associated with diabetes. And then methylfolate, the true form of folic acid, reduces homeocysteine. Homeocysteine interferes with nitric oxide activity. This specific combination with lipoic acid, B vitamins, thiamine, riboflavin, biotin, niacin, pentothenic acid, has been shown in clinical trials to reduce nerve pain by almost 90%. So if you're dealing with neuropathy and you're not getting results, whatever you're doing, this is a combination of nutrients that will cure your neuropathy. This is a combination that will take away the pain, the damage, and restore to a healthy nervous system. So this is what you really want to do to be healthier, and have a better flowing nervous system. And then you also want to think about zinc and chromium. Diabetes is frequently associated with low zinc and low levels of chromium. Zinc supplements have been shown to improve blood sugar control. Chromium is very effective at reducing blood sugar levels by increasing the effectiveness of insulin, increasing transport of sugar into the cells. 
And additionally, chromium reduces inflammation associated with diabetes. And then alpha-lipoic acid. This is regularly used in Germany to treat diabetes and neuropathy. It's a very powerful antioxidant that is both fat and water-soluble. Very unique. It has a great effect as a fat and water-soluble antioxidant. It has been shown to lower blood sugar levels in people with diabetes. And it's regularly used in Germany as a treatment of diabetes and diabetic neuropathy. Even if you aren't classified as a type 2 diabetic, eating too much sugar can cause neuropathy, even if you aren't classified or diagnosed as a diabetic. And shown in clinical trials to reduce the symptoms of neuropathy and slow progression. So this is the way to treat neuropathy. B vitamins, especially B6, B12, folate. Also with chromium, zinc, and the B vitamins, all the other B vitamins as well. They're not as special as the three that I mentioned, but they have a great effect in helping you to correct neuropathy. And then help the lipoic acid. This combination can change your life. I've seen people that have neuropathy and they lose the feelings in their hands. They lose the feelings in their feet. And sometimes they can't even take steps because they don't feel their feet. They shuffle because that's the only way they know where they are on the floor because they don't, can't take a step because they have no feeling. They've lost the feeling in their feet and hands. So neuropathy, what a wonderful thing to do, taking these vitamins to change neuropathy. Better than a drug. More effective than a drug. And works faster than a drug. More effectively. So my friends, I've got to pause here for a few seconds. Don't go away. I'm not going away. Just come back right here with Terry Naturally. And Terry talks to attrition. We're always here Saturday and Sunday morning, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And please go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can find all kinds of science, information, podcasts, videos, radio shows, newsletter, and much, much more. Just go to terrytalksnutrition.com. Welcome back right after these messages right here. I'm Terry Naturally. Welcome back, my friends. We're back here with Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Remember, go to my website. You know, we're together for about an hour on Saturday and Sunday. But you can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to my radio shows live or at your convenience. You can read the newsletters and you can subscribe to the newsletter so that you will have it every Friday. It'll go to your email address every Friday. So subscribe to my newsletter. And all the newsletters are archived there for you to read anytime you want. 
radio shows that are there for you to listen at your convenience, videos, podcasts, books, all kinds of good stuff to help you become healthier and better. That's all I want for you is to know that you can make changes. I can't make them for you. I don't want to make them for you. I have enough tough time to make my own choices. It takes discipline. It takes some thinking. It takes some planning. And giving up of some junk food that you may just love. But it's not doing you any good. All that stuff that's laden with sugar, all the refined carbohydrates, that's almost all of the American diet. Only 9% or less than 9% of Americans eat all the servings of fruits and vegetables they require every day. Less than 9%. And 9%, they're getting all the vitamins and minerals, or potentially they are. And they're doing the right things. But think about it. Are you? Think about how you want to have your health. It's our choice. Choose well, right? If you want better health. So why should we eat in the morning instead of at night? Eating in the morning can actually improve your health. In a study published last October, 2022, researchers tested the effects of eating early in the day versus those who ate later in the day. So in round one, subjects in this study spent six days in a laboratory eating controlled meals at 8 a.m., noon, and 4 p.m. Then, after a washout period, they returned for another six days, this time eating the same meals as the first group of people, but four hours later in the day. They started eating at 12 noon rather than 8 a.m., They ate again at 4 p.m. rather than noon, and they ate at 8 p.m. rather than 4 p.m. So they ate four hours later than normal. And the results of eating later was associated with a decreased leptin. Leptin is L-E-P-T-I-N, leptin. It's a hormone that satisfies your appetite. And increased appetite. So that's not what we want to happen. Because then we eat more. Then we binge eating. And eating late at night caused the subjects in the study to burn less fat and less calories and push their fat cells to store more fat. So the results of this study, the conclusion, the time of day you eat as well as what you eat 
can have a significant impact on your health. In another study, those that ate 500 calories, excuse me, those that ate a big breakfast, I should say, saved eating 500 calories a day. Meaning that when they got up, they had a very good breakfast, substantial breakfast, and mostly at proteins and fats, no carbs. Two, three, four eggs. Some kind of sausage meat without cured sausage. No nitrates or nitrites. No chemicals. So they ate uncured bacon or uncured sausage. And then maybe they had a cup of coffee. And whole, whole cream in the coffee if they wanted light rather than dark. They had a very substantial breakfast. No carbohydrates. No sugar. No cereal. No bread. No rolls. No oatmeal. And by eating this way, they were able to save 500 calories a day. They ate less. Starting in the morning with a big breakfast satisfies the appetite for the entire day. You will eat more the entire day, but less. Because when you start off with a big breakfast, the other two meals of the day will have less calories and you'll be satisfied quicker and not eat as much or as often. Some people eat breakfast of high-carb oatmeal, cereal, or a coffee drink that has about 12 to 16 tablespoons of sugar. And two hours later, you're hungry. But when you eat proteins and fats, you do not get hungry. If you want to lose weight, eat fat. Sounds crazy, right? They always tell us that fat makes us fat. It's not the fat that makes us fat. It's the carbohydrates that make us fat. Why do you think they feed cattle corn? They tried. Hormel had a study done one time, and they were trying to raise fat pigs. Gain weight. Because that's money, right? The fatter the pig, the heavier the pig, the more money. So they fed the pigs proteins and fats. And in time, the pigs lost their appetite. They leaned down. And they lost weight. So the conclusion of the study was they need corn to get fat. Corn turns into carbohydrate. Corn is a carbohydrate. It's a starch. It turns into sugar in the body. Sugar turns into fat because we eat too much sugar. We can't digest all that sugar. We can't produce enough insulin to shuttle all that sugar into the cell to burn as energy. So it's stored as fat in the body. 
So all our fat cells are loaded with fat that was first sugar. And sugar, sugar converts into fat. And then all that fat in the cells produce inflammation and in men, more estrogen. The fatter you are, men become more feminized. They have man boobs, too much fat. They produce too much estrogen compared to the amount of testosterone. So the best way is to make sure that you're eating more in the morning, early in the day, and less at night. They always did say that breakfast, eat like a king. And at night, eat like a peasant. Now, we've seen a lot of infection in the last two or three years. COVID-19 caused a significant loss of life. Many people died in the beginning of COVID-19. Because many people, especially the elderly, those that were also fighting other health conditions, underlying health conditions, like heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, any condition that weakened their immune system, they could no longer fight against infection. Our immune system has many different tools, special cells, to destroy the virus that was responsible for the infection. I look at the immune system as the being equivalent to the army of a country. And the army of the country is to protect against foreign invasion, to stop a takeover. And our immune system has the tools, special cells, special substances that stop foreign invasion. A virus is a foreign invasion. And the stronger our immune system, the more effective we can stop and fight against infection. And there are very special nutrients, vitamins and minerals, especially that were designed to improve the strength and boost the ability of the immune system to fight and prevent infections. Well, the elderly, due to a, a poor quality of, of diet, many of the elderly were in nursing homes, and I don't think very highly of the food that's served in a nursing home. They're trying to save money. Food costs money. In order to hold the cost down, that's one of the things they do is to 
skimp on the quality of the food and the type of food that they feed the elderly. Many people with underlying health conditions, young or old, are more susceptible to infection. The elderly, more susceptible to infection. So how do we strengthen our immune system? No, vaccine takes over our immune system. It boosts our immune system. But there is a, a tremendous amount of controversy regarding the vaccines that may not be adequately tested, may, may not be the answer, and may be causing damage to many people that have gotten the vaccine, which was in some cases mandated, in some cases people were fired. Uh, it's caused a lot of damage. And it's not uncommon for vaccines to be developed that may take 20 to 25 years to get a vaccine that has been effective, excuse me, effect, effectively researched, tested, and brought to, to us as a means of stopping infection. But is the vaccine the best choice? For some people, probably is the best choice. I would never want to take a vaccine. I believe my health, I never had COVID. I never had any infection. I don't get cold and flu. But my immune system, to the best of my knowledge, is at its peak optimal level. But if you're not going to take care of yourself and you're eating the American-style diet and you're very unhealthy, that may be something you want to talk to your doctor about. Are you a candidate for a vaccine? The vaccines that we've had available today had just a few months. How can you test anything, drug or vaccines, in a matter of a few months? Drugs commonly take 10 years to develop on an average. We had this vaccine out in a matter of months. And I think some people can see the consequences of a vaccine. But we can fight infection with the right tools. And the right tools are vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin D, and two minerals. And I'm going to be talking about those two minerals in just a moment because they truly, truly are the most powerful tools you can use to prevent cold and flu and infection. And they, and they are zinc and selenium. And they will build you a strong immune system. 
we have a gland in our body called the thymus gland. The thymus gland sits right below the neck, right where the little hollow in your neck is. It's right below the thyroid. And that gland produces a hormone called thymulin. Children are very, very well protected against the virus because they have a very strong immune system compared to older people who over time neglect the health of their immune system and the thymus gland, do not have a sufficient diet to take care of the immune system and the thymus gland. And when children are born, the thymus gland is about the size of a walnut. And as we get older, it shrinks. And they are not quite sure why. Does it shrink because we're getting older? Or are we getting older because it shrinks? And it shrinks primarily because we do not get enough zinc and selenium. In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but three billion people, three billion worldwide are absolutely deficient in zinc and selenium. And therefore, they're susceptible to cold, flu, and infection versus those who have sufficient levels of these two minerals. Zinc strengthens the thymus gland and the entire immune system. Selenium keeps any kind of sickness or infection at a very mild level and prevents it from gaining strength and gaining a new strain of virus. When they say that we have COVID-19, now we have a new strain. Well, then where did that new strain come from? It didn't come from a laboratory. It came from a human being. One who has first had the virus, and if they are deficient in selenium, that virus becomes really much, much stronger. And then when that virus is passed on to someone else, it's a brand new strain. Strains are made in people. And they will be converted or transferred, I should say, transferred to other people, and they gain more strength. As they keep passing over generations of their lives, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. So an animal test with selenium, if they have plenty of selenium, they only get mildly sick, if sick at all. If they have no selenium in the animals that are infected with a virus, almost 90 to 100% of the animals will die. And their studies show that animals that are put on a ventilator that are deficient in zinc and selenium, the chances, the risk of death is 100%. So everything was set up 
during that period of time to be totally against us. Intentionally or non-intentionally, I have no idea. I'm not even going to debate that. But the fact is, if we would have known about zinc and selenium and the other vitamins, we could have built a stronger immune system earlier and maybe we might have saved some lives. These are powerful, powerful nutrients. So once you, once you are deficient in zinc and selenium, and there's no, no storage of these in your body, you can't store zinc, you can't store selenium. And within a week or two, both of these, if you do not resupply them in your body, they're gone. So now you are wide open, you're fair game for the virus. And thousands, thousands of studies have shown that people with high blood levels of zinc and selenium could prevent and cure infection of all kinds. All kinds. And in COVID, studies also indicate that people with low levels of zinc as I mentioned before, who were placed on a ventilator would more than likely die. Zinc and selenium deficiency are a huge factor in morbidity from H1N1 virus. So what I would do, if you want to strengthen your immune system, I would get a supplement that contains 30 milligrams of zinc and 200 micrograms of selenium per serving. And based on these dosages, take one or two servings daily. Now this is an adult dosage. This is not for children. But there there are amounts of zinc and selenium at a lesser dosage for children. So look for an appropriate supplement that has been approved dosage for children. These are too high a dosage for children. Children should have about maybe 8 or 10 milligrams of zinc, not 30. And maybe 65 micrograms of selenium. But these would have prevented a tremendous amount of damage. We are not getting the truth. Not the drug companies are giving any truth. Doctors don't know any better. They're doing the best. Doctors are really doing the best they can with what they've been told as to what they can do for the best of their patients. And that all benefits drug companies. Drug companies know better. They have scientists there that understand zinc and selenium. They know what they do. But they care not to tell the truth. Because you can't make much money from zinc and selenium. But for drugs, big, big, big business. So get on a good zinc and selenium supplement. 30 milligrams of zinc and 200 micrograms of selenium would be wonderful for your immune system. Let's talk a little bit about gout. It's a common problem. People have a big toe that is sore, swollen up, 
can barely touch it. Sometimes lying in bed, even the sheet of the bed covering the big toe hurts. It's that tender. So what do we do? Well, tart cherry extract is best known for its use on gout. Gout is when your big toe or another digit is hot, painful, swollen, and extreme tenderness in a joint or toe. And gout occurs when high uric acid levels lead to uric crystal deposits in the joints. Research has shown that daily cherry intake can reduce risk of gout by 30 to 50%. When combined with a prescription drug treatment to lower the risk of a gout attack or to reduce the gout attack, by 75%. So even if, those, even if you're taking a drug, you can improve that drug effectiveness by taking tart cherry. And it's not going to interfere with the drug. There's no counterindication. So by increasing the extraction of uric acid, by taking tart cherry, through the kidneys and reducing uric acid levels in the bloodstream, you're going to reduce the effect of gout. About 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams of tart cherry extract two or three times a day. I would not recommend tart cherry juice because of the high level of sugar in juice. But if you can find a capsule of tart cherry extract daily, standardized from the anthocyanins, a type of polyphenol, and use that three or four times a day. Gives excellent results for reducing gout. And that, my friends, I'm all out of time. Time to leave the studio. Only have a few seconds before I go, but I want to encourage you to make changes in your, in your choices. You can have better health if you want. It's not due to drugs or anything else. You can do it yourself. So say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.